Hey everybody, it's your old friend John DeLuna with another RFC minicast. This week uh, is a little bit unexpected. Uh, Don, Headmaster Don, joins me this week and we're going to talk about some news that broke on Friday, September the 4th, uh, going into the holiday weekend. Kind of out of nowhere, the location and dates for BICON 2016 were announced on Twitter and on BICON.com, and you could even register, uh, or at least like reserve your hotel room. I shouldn't say register. You can't do that yet, but you could right then and there uh, put in your reservation for your hotel. So um, without further ado, let me bring on Don. Don, how are you uh, this fine Saturday evening as we record this? Uh, I'm doing fine. My voice is a little coming and going, so I apologize for the uh, the raspiness. That's okay. It adds, a, it adds a coolness to the voice, Don. It adds another layer. Um, sultry. Still, yeah, still not as awesome as your voice, John. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you and I can go on the road if you keep this, like, grava, gravelly gravitas going. I don't know. You and I could maybe yeah, do, do a little vaudeville or something. Yeah, and for suddenly I'm imagining Brian and Stewie. So. Nice. Very nice. Um, so, Don, you know, before we uh, start bouncing, like, questions and stuff and, and um, you know, just kind of having some fun with what little facts we have, let me just go ahead and read the very short press release that we got, uh, again, kind of out of nowhere, it feels like, on uh, Friday, September the 4th. So, uh, Fort Worth, Texas, September 4th, 2015. This is the press release. I'm just reading it to you guys. BotCon, the officially licensed collector's convention of Hasbro's legendary Transformers brand, announced today that next year's award-winning convention will be held at the historic Galt House. Um, apologies uh, if I, I mispronounced that. I, I don't think, know. Uh, well, I'll get into this later, but it's Galt. Galt, okay. Yeah. As if it had like a U in it. It's G-A-L-T, but it's right. kind of like, okay, gotcha, Galt House. Okay, uh, will be held at the historic Galt House a waterfront hotel right in the heart of downtown Louisville, April 7th through April 10th in 2016. Fans from across the world will be able to celebrate another exciting year of Transformers brand of the Transformers brand at North America's largest Transformers fan convention. You can make your hotel reservations now at BotCon.com. <clears throat> and then the second paragraph, uh, in the coming weeks, fans and collectors will be able to register for BotCon 2016 through the BotCon online registration system, fans and collectors who register for BotCon, for BotCon as a Primus package holder will receive a five-figure Transformers convention set, admission to the Friday private sales room experience, priority seating at all panels and seminars throughout the weekend, and admittance to the Saturday night casino night and awards party. Finally, Primus package attendees will also receive a special bonus Transformers figure to go along with their convention box set. General admission... And non-registered guests will be a, be available on Saturday and Sunday only. For more information regarding BotCon show uh, activities, hotel updates, and exclusive figure offerings, remember to stay tuned to BotCon.com. So, so that kind of dropped um, out of nowhere, right, Don? I mean, we didn't see this coming this week, right? I, I they have other than when Brian has announced at the at the show when next year was going to be like if we if we knew a movie was coming out the next year in the past he announced it'll be in Pasadena obviously with the movie coming out mm-hmm. uh, at that point but this is this is the earliest that I can recall even back to the John and Carl days of finding out when next year's convention was uh, I'm, I'm sure there's people out there that runs the BotCon archives that can probably 
either prove me wrong or back me up, but we've never had BotCon this early, and the dates is what's really mystifying me. Yeah, I think that took everybody by surprise. Not, you know, just the fact they announced it, sure, but the dates. April 7th through April 10th. Um, that's really, really early. And, uh, you know, I can pull up Wikipedia, but off the top of my head, I can't remember an April BotCon. Can you? I can't remember. Late March, early June uh-huh. is, what, is what my memory is, is. I remember having one towards the end of March, but it was literally as late in March as you could be and still be March. Uh, but this, I checked, this is after Easter, mm-hmm. so the kids aren't going to be out for Easter break. This is right at tax time, right mm-hmm. when uh, taxes are due on that last push. Yeah. So I, I don't really know what the triggers would have been to make this this time period the one to pick because it, it just doesn't seem to be blatantly obvious, at least to a layman, why why this why these four days. Yeah, and um, the the tax uh, tax date is a is a great note i hadn't even thought about that but yeah that is the um it's the weekend right before tax day um and it's it's right at the end of school but you're right uh, kids are still like kind of in the thick of school they can't blow off uh mid early april um i will say that you know i i i guess i have to guess that since they were able to announce it so early that the location and the dates just kind of worked and the price was right and there was no reason to hold back the announcement. I mean, I have to think it's like a combination of all of those, but the dates, that date's just really, really, really weird. Now, yeah, it, it makes you want to know why. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, I would like to, um, I would like to think that they could at least tell us that maybe when we're there at BICON, right. that they can kind of explain like how this happened. The other thing, so kind of like picking apart the press release. You know, there's a, there is a little bit of um, information about the the structure of next year if you if you you know kind of look at every sentence uh, one by one. So uh, first of all, they 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 say in the coming weeks, fans and collectors will be able to register for BotCon 2016. I doubt that. Yeah, you know, I think that's I think that's I don't think that's going to happen. But but maybe because they announced it so early, maybe we will be able to register early, especially if they don't rebuild the system like they have the last few years. Right. Well, Brian has said that there's, you know, it, it's what they were having done was, you know, it was taking longer last year due to various basic discriminants in the system. Mm-hmm. And he said, he said in the Collectors Club roundtable that, you know, they wanted to basically field test it as early as possible to make sure the stuff just didn't pop up again. Yeah, and, and I, I would hope that all the work and all the delays that made this year painful will make at least the next few years pretty painless. Um, so the next thing they say is uh, it will be a five-figure convention set. That's pretty par for the course, I feel. I, I think almost every, if not every, fun pub set has been about five figures. Nothing new there. Uh, other than two, uh, 2005 uh with uh, that was a, that was a, a multi-part set with their their first set. Mm-hmm. I think it was six or seven figures was in that set, but again, that was their their first set, so they wanted to make a big showing of it. Yeah, and they were probably feeling it out too, you know. Yeah. Plus, with last year's set in Olmat, it, it's like it's the, it's the old question: Do you count Do you count your pretenders as one or two? You know. So, mm-hmm. Ol, if you break apart Old Master, 
it was more than a five-figure set, but it just depends on how you look at it. That's true, and that one was um, pretty special in, in in the fact that Oil Master was himself kind of so special and, and mm-hmm. kind of a once-in-a-lifetime thing, at least for them, I feel like. Okay, so uh, next point in the press release, uh, admission for the uh, Friday sales experience. Uh, that's included in your Primus. Nothing new there. Priority seating for all the panels and seminars. Nothing new there. Except the Primus, they say, also gets you admittance to the Saturday night casino night and awards party. So they're bringing back casino night. Um, any thoughts on that? Well, the the casino night has been one of the big one of the big draws. A lot of people like the casino night uh, just because you get a chance to mingle and you get you get to win the money to bid on the stuff. Although. Really, you have to win a lot at the tables to even have a chance. Mm-hmm. Because some of the stuff they have on the auction table, I remember not long ago at a casino night, they had a Botcon 06 Megatron. And ah. you would have to have some pretty deep pockets from a casino night to have enough money to win that. Yeah. So, But I'm glad it's coming back. The awards dinner, guessing Hall of Fame uh, is going to be continuing, so there's that. Yeah, I would guess so. I would hope so. That's... Um... You know, I, I I know that that the Hall of Fame was started by the previous Transformers team, but this team is uh, they haven't completely swept it under the rug. They've embraced it, not on the same scale as Aaron Archer, but they've kept it going. So I appreciate that. Yeah, it's just a fun little thing to, for everybody to enjoy. Of course, having Frank Welker last year, this well this year, uh, do his his speech and everything was just a that was a one, one, once in a lifetime thing to see Frank Welker do that accepted speech. So that was. That was pretty nice there. Yeah, yeah they they had to they had to give him a moment for sure uh, on the um, the dinner night. Uh, last thing in the uh, press release, really uh, again, we're going to get a bonus figure um, on top of the five figure set if you're a Primus uh, package holder. That's been going on for years at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, general admission and non registered. The that's a Saturday and Sunday deal only. Again, you know, par for the course. Um, so let's talk about uh, Don. Let's talk about the location. So before we talk about next year, let's maybe recap real quickly this year. This year was a pretty polarizing location, I feel, in the suburbs, very much the suburbs of Chicago. Um, What were your feelings coming out of this year's convention on on that location? What did you think of that place? Well, again, there was a lot lot of hype before the convention, as there is every year. Uh, But once I got there... I found the uh, I was staying in the tower, and I heard some stories of this and that. It's the way that you hear every year, people with room problems. But it's a hotel with how many hundreds of guests. Stuff's going to go wrong from time to time. It's you know it's life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the room I had was very nice. I had a great view. The beds were comfortable. Uh, we had a, we had a few minor issues, but the room had just been renovated. So this is a few things that had probably had popped up mm-hmm. that just wasn't caught at the time. Uh, but the one thing that I want to have to talk about is this year mm-hmm. would be the the lack of transportation from the airport. Now I drove, uh, I drove this year because I just I didn't feel like flying. I wanted to take some things to sell out out from the room sales, some of JD's stuff to sell as well, and uh, flying just was not uh, was not was not something that would that would be conductive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I didn't mind the drive, uh, but for those people that had to fly in, like Diecast and Melvar, 
there were issues without the lack of dedicated transportation. So I'm hoping that's something that we don't see come back because that just really, I think, hurt a lot of people if they'd have to either take the train, rent a vehicle, take a taxi. The budgets can only go so far. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that was the big... Um, the big criticism and it's a fair criticism, the big miss uh, on this year at the pheasant run, I should say in, in St. Charles, Illinois, you know, once you were there, it was actually a great location. I feel for BotCon just because uh, there was plenty of places to eat uh, many within walking distance. There was a target, there was a Walmart again, pretty much within walking distance. If, if you had to hoof it, but yeah. getting there was um, unacceptably difficult for a convention. When they say getting there is half the fun, this is not what they had in mind, especially if you were flying in. Absolutely. And um, I think this upcoming 2016 location, the Galt House, that's based on the website and Google Maps. That is not going to be an issue, which I think is great. Uh, According to their website, they're seven miles from the airport, which sounds awesome. Right. So, I mean, you you could probably split a taxi cheaper than getting a a red bus or a... Super shuttle, probably for just seven miles. Uh, I've never, I've been through Louisville when I was younger. I never, we didn't actually stop there for anything. Mm-hmm. So, but I've heard that I've heard the area has a lot to offer. I haven't looked at, I haven't looked up the surrounding area on, on you know, researched it yet. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's definitely, I think, going to be a lot, a lot to do. It, it's going to be shattered glass Durham. There'll be a lot to do in the area, whereas Durham didn't have that much, if you remember. Oh, back, I remember. Back in the early 2000s, so it'll be, you know, plenty to do. I remember. Durham was uh, was a, certainly an experience. I'm glad I was young and um, more fearless in those days. I think my old and weary body isn't ready for another Durham. Um, I, I also will say Louisville um, is the size and type of city that I I think I think conventions are best f- suited for. So Louisville has a population uh, according to Google of uh, probably about I would say at this point this is the, from the 1999 census I would say at this point it's probably a little bit higher than this so I'm going to say 260,000 people. I I think anywhere between 200 and a half million that size of city kind of a mid-size city. Yeah perfect for this kind of convention because it means like if you if you have the if you have the convention in a central place within the downtown area usually cities that size have a ton of stuff to do in the city center and that's 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 what we're looking for in a convention right and and there, and there was nothing wrong with st charles but the stuff uh, you had some stuff in walking distance some stuff you kind of needed to drive so yeah. it, it it's for those people who are flying in they won't need to rent a car probably because there'll be plenty to do in the area. Absolutely. So um, I think I think they definitely get points for this uh, for this upcoming location. It certainly seems like it uh, it makes up for all the weaknesses that we had in 2015. And I think the city itself is actually way better um, in practicality versus like a giant city like Chicago, even L.A. <clears throat> even with the California shows. I mean, we were in Pasadena, which was kind of like a, a little town. In and of itself. So that works yes. out way better. Well, I have a friend currently at Dragon Con in mm-hmm. Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was texting her a while ago, and she and her daughter are there. And 
there's 85,000 people at Dragon Con the last the last count they heard and there's five different hotels man so for a smaller convention I mean we think BotCon's big and oh, we know San yeah. and we and we know San Diego's much bigger sure but 85,000 people and five hotel blocks I know but you know, so yeah well uh, you know to that point though Don there really is you know I, I, I give I give fun publications um, the benefit of the doubt in a lot of areas for the most part. But at the end of the day, BotCon is a size that is manageable. And and they should be able to every year or certainly almost every year put together a really good location and put on a very manageable show because you're right. You're absolutely right. We're, we're, we're I think – we're well known in the convention world, kind of because of what we are and the brand we represent. But size wise, we're, you can handle us. Yeah. Um, so digging in just a little bit more about the hotel, if you guys uh, haven't had a chance, um, it uh, does have Wi-Fi, but it's for a fee. So even basic Wi-Fi is six bucks, and premiums ten bucks. Um, the parking uh, is not free, so it's fifteen dollars a day. Uh, for self-parking, $25 a day for valet parking. Service animals only, so uh, uh, you got to leave Massey at home, Don. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, I was, I was, I was, you know, I was joking with uh, Duran, because Duran from TFYLP lives close. I was saying, I get the couch, I, I get, I'll stay with him, I get the couch, Massey gets everything else. Nice. Very nice. Uh, I guess Massey gets your entire house while you're away uh, then. I don't know. Uh, no, he'll get, he'll, he'll get boarded at the vet again. Cool. Well, that's like a vacation for him. Uh, yeah, let's call it that. <laughs> I always thought I always preferred to think of it, thinking of boarding as like their own little vacation. Um, okay, so food. Now we know um, we're gonna have plenty of time to uh, plot out the eating arrangement outside of the hotel, but uh, you know why not go to the website and uh, let me tell you guys what is inside the hotel. So for, uh, first thing I should point out is the website does say. It does make the claim that the Gull House is the biggest hotel in Louisville, so that's interesting. And um, they're the official hotel of the uh, Kentucky Derby, also interesting. So that's all promising. But so they have uh, a place called Review uh, Restaurant and Lounge. Sounds like a swankyish waterfront um, restaurant and bar. They have a Magnolia Cafe, which uh, sounds like a, a casual breakfast and lunch kind of place. That sounds right. good. Uh, Al J's, uh, that is the best place to sit and drink. So it sounds like just a little cocktail bar. Uh, Jockey Silk's Bourbon Bar, so another bar. But you know what? If you're in Kentucky and you partake of, uh, of adult beverages, why not have a bourbon while you're there? Um, Thelma's is a 24-hour deli and a caffeine fix, so some sandwiches and coffee, and 24 hours. That's pretty good, Don. Yeah, that would definitely, like, 3, three o'clock in the morning playing with your toys, it's like, I need some coffee. Oh, they're open! Yes, why not a sandwich while you're at it? And then, um, let's see, only two more. Wow, so they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven places to eat. That's pretty impressive inside this place. Uh, Jeff Ruby's Steakhouse, so uh, if you're looking to spend some cash and get a nice steak, they do have a nice steakhouse. And then the final thing is another cafe, Waterside Cafe, Poolside Getaway. That's open seasonally, uh, so it may or may not be open in April. Who knows? But it sounds like they have a little cafe right outside um, where their pool is. So that's neat. Sounds like a nice place. I'm looking forward. Uh, being originally from around Lexington, North Carolina, I grew up with Virginia, uh, well, vinegar-based barbecue. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm looking to try some Kentucky barbecue because I've heard good things about it. So I'm looking to find maybe a le- like a local barbecue joint or something so I can partake of the local del- delicacy. Absolutely. And um, and while you guys are in town, if you've never had a hot brown, you should have a hot brown. That's a, that's a Kentucky uh, must, I, I feel. And uh, if you find a good hot brown, a hot brown is a it's a very special type of open-faced sandwich. Look it up. Um, if you find a good hot brown, it's definitely an experience that, uh, that you won't regret. Uh, your heart might regret it. But your taste buds won't. Um, okay, one more thing, too, uh, Don, to just kind of run down real quick. The uh, Gold House does have a list of things to do that are within, you know, a handful of miles or so from the hotel. So this is kind of interesting. Let's see. I'm not going to list them all, but I will, like, uh, point out a couple of neat ones. One, the Louisville Zoo is only eight miles away. That's pretty awesome. I know a lot of people uh, like to take in the zoo when they can, when they visit Bodcon. This zoo is only eight miles away. That's really nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, sounds like it looks like the, um, the art and museum district with uh, a handful of different types of museums. That's only four miles away. Um, and then they have uh, a handful of uh, theaters for live performances and such. Those look like they range between three and, uh, three and four blocks away. So that's so it sounds like the hotel's right in the center of kind of the performance district, the arts district. That's really cool. So, yeah. uh, you know, again, sounds like sounds like we're going to have plenty to do and we you don't necessarily need a car like this year. So that's that's all good. Right. And and we'll probably discuss this in just a minute about possible exclusives, but I think they could really tie like a zoo trip into what could be some of this year's exclusives. And sure, I'll, I'll, and I'll, I'll make my I'll, I'll clarify that when we when we bring that up. Well, why don't we do it? Why don't we wrap up the show by uh, talking, uh, pondering the toy side of it? So, so again, guys, um, Don and I are hot shotting this mini cast because out of the blue, right before the holiday weekend, uh, Fun Pub dropped on us that uh, Bacon 2016 will be April 7th through 10th in Louisville at the Gold House, and you can go to Bacon.com right now. And get your reservation on the books for the hotel. Um, well, and speaking of reservation, I've already made my reservation. And uh, just to let everybody know, I did, I did some checking around. Mm. Uh, Travelocity, Travago, uh, and a few other sites are all pushing about 170 to 190 So the 139 being offered at the BotCon rate is the best rate that I have seen through the major travel sites. So uh, I have not seen anything cheaper. They do charge you one night in advance, but they do have a cancellation policy up to 48 hours before check-in. So just like you know, the just like in the previous years when a lot of hotels have started doing this. Yeah. They so have. so that is that is a, that is so you your credit card or whatever will be charged. Uh, and I will just say this as an add-on: the hotel does not take PayPal because uh, I did ask them that. If Fun Pub happens to hear this, I hope you I hope you guys, Brian and everybody, I hope you can add PayPal as an option when we register because it's just a matter of another form of payment really, if you can do that. For some of us it, it it'd be safer, easier, faster, especially if we're on mobile. Uh so I'm just asking if, if that could be looked at as op- as an option this year. Uh, and that's certainly something that will become more and more of an option, I feel, too, as the years go by. Um, also, last thing before we jump into the toys. So if you partake of uh, games of chance, 
the Horseshoe Casino is 15 miles away. So that's nice, too. So, again, if you want, uh, if you want some grown-up activities like a real casino um, after, after Transformers Casino Night, sounds like 15 miles away. Not too bad. And you'll find yourself smack dab in a honest-to-goodness uh, gaming establishment. So, Don, um, now that we've kind of pondered the... Um, the place and the time. Let's uh, let's well, let we wrap up the show with maybe some thoughts on what could be the box set. Um, so, uh, do you have any thoughts at this point? Well, I was talking with some friends last night, uh, Paladin uh, from Superhero Time being one of them, and we were sort of just shooting the breeze on what it could be because again, we were all caught by surprise. Like, oh my god, wow, this is out of the blue. Um, I was thinking, obviously at first, I was thinking Combiner Wars. Uh, they could do maybe some G2 figures that we that Hasbro might not think sell well at retail, but it might be a good bot concept, say uh, maybe like a G2 Defensor. I know a lot of people want that. I want that as a retail figure myself. But I'm just saying there could be some G2, maybe one of the Devastators, because mm. uh, the, the Devastator box isn't humongously more bigger, that's back rimmer I know, than a box than a botcon box set. Mm-hmm. So maybe we could get a yellow or orange devastator there. Uh but Paladin brought this up. Next year's two thousand sixteen. Beast Wars anniversary is next year. Oh. Oh wow. And so and with the and that's what I was saying about the zoo, if they make the zoo as part of the pack you know, the pre show packages it would tie in coal if it's Beast Wars theme. And what is one of the most popular sets in, in, in since Fun Pup took over? 2006, Dawn of Futures Past. Yeah, personally, it's not my favorite set, but it carries a lot of weight in the fandom. Sure does. They could either do another Dawn of Futures set, maybe a Predacon set, like, you know, the, 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 the original was Maximals with one Predacon and Dinobot, they could do the opposite set, Predacons, with one Maximal. They could do that. Maybe they could pick up after Timelines left off, and we could have, like, the Beast Wars going. Because I know, I know there was a Beast Wars comic series after they left. That took place with Razor Beast and the rest of them. They might could use that. Um... Uh, you know, there's no telling. It could it could be anything, but being being the Beast Wars anniversary, I think that would be the number one front runner for them to either tie in the Days of Future Pasts or in some fashion. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting call. That's a good call, especially because it's going to be the 20th anniversary. That's a big round number. Well, let me ask you this: so you say you say that we could see either a Beast Wars. Um, I, I think now that you put it in my head, I think we at least see a Beast Wars toy or two, if not the whole set. If the set is Beast Wars, that doesn't mean that it, it, it is or isn't Combiner Wars. It could be either way. Do you think uh, – could you see, like it or not, could you see like a maximal set and it combines? Just, I was just sitting here literally thinking, wait a minute. They did have Combiners and Beast Wars with Magna Balls and Tripredicus. And we've seen, like, Tigertron and Cheetor, we've seen the Dawn of Futures Past Maximals as vehicles on Cybertron. Yeah. There yeah. Is no, there's no reason we couldn't get 
tried Predicus from five auto from five maximals. Yeah, and you just mentioned two guys that you could use the same mold for and just do a different colors and and actually yeah. do a new head. It they'd be the same, same exactly. new head, same body, just different paint jobs. And you've got yeah. two of the five pretty economically. Right. Um, yeah, I mean that would work. I mean, like it or not, it does work. Yeah. Now the thing is, though, which which set would they use? Uh, oh, like which mold? Yeah, you know, because mm. they could use something like uh, Victorian and use different molds from different sets, so it doesn't have to be uh, the same all set. But you know, I think that's something that maybe instead of, instead of us pondering all that, yeah, maybe we can get some feedback from the listeners when this goes up. Sure. If they do a combiner set to get, and I'm, I'm just saying. Magna Boss and Tripreticus being the obvious ones. Sure, for sure. Um, yeah, why don't you guys tweet us at TF Radio, at TF Radio on Twitter. Give us your thoughts on uh, what do you think the set's going to be? What do you think of our ideas of it being Beast Wars? And if it's going to be Beast Wars, it still could be a Combiner Wars set. Um, or it couldn't, or it doesn't have to be. Mine or might not, but it does work. If you think it could be all it. G2 molds. Could which, be all G2. I, I wouldn't, you know, G2 molds done as Beast characters. Okay. Sure. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, do you think, uh, Don, do you think it, it's basically, no matter what the theme is, do you think odds are it's going to be a Combiner Wars set? That seems, It seems to me with the availability of the molds and as well as they're selling and as, as much as people like them, I can't see it not being involved somehow. Maybe as a, like, I don't know. I don't know if they would do this or not, but like say you have the Beast War set be whatever it is for the box set. And the add-on figures could be another combiner. Uh, yeah, you'd have to buy all the souvenir figures to get the combiner, but if there's some that you like and some you don't, you could just buy those characters and have them have them part of the set. Mm-hmm. Or add them to your existing combiner war figures you have at home. Mm-hmm. So I would kind of hate to have, I mean, I would hate to see, let's say, they do try Predicus over the course of two deluxes in one set, two deluxes in another set, and the leader by himself. You know, you mm-hmm. can get the whole combiner as the souvenir set without affecting whatever the box set is. Or if you didn't like character X, character Y, you could buy which ones you liked and then add them to your ones back home. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you could also even do something like... Um the troop builder set next year or the year after that being the sweeps to go with your, um, <laughs> your Cyclonus or your Galvatronus. Yeah, you know, I, I really hope we do see that because it just, you know, that mold just, it, that mold reminds me of undertow, the power core combiner mm-hmm. boat mm-hmm. that he needs. You can use other power core combiner figures. Like you can use anybody with Galvatronus, but he needs dedicated figures for him. Both of them to look right. Yeah, he needs a team. He really yeah. does need a team, and, and that's what um, that's what things like Bacon and the Collectors Club are, are made for. Frankly, you know, yeah, weird niche, awesome things that would never do well at retail, but make perfect sense to get a troop builder set of four sweeps that you can add. To, I mean, and you can have sweeps just to go with, say, another scourge coming out, sure, or whatever. So. You know, I really, you know, with Combiner Wars in the mix, it can make next year's set really interesting. Absolutely, and uh, based on what they're doing in the uh, subscription service with Combiner Wars, obviously everything's on the table. They've kind of gone <clears throat> very, 
uh, creatively down the path that they've gone. You know what I mean? So nothing's off limits. I mean, heck, anyone that knows the UK comics could probably find another dozen possible uses for Combiner Wars just from the UK stuff that I'm not aware of. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Don, um, anything else at this point uh, on on the – what do you know? The first weekend we can talk about 2016 BICON. Um, Anything uh, anything you want to say before we go? I can't think it. I I just hope that, again, like I said, PayPal can be added as an option just for flexibility. Uh, I hope the registration process, like you said, with what we went through this year, maybe now it'll be all the bugs will be ironed out and it'll be a little bit smoother. Uh, you know, I just I just hope it's a I hope it's a smooth process with a better location, so we can try to keep improving the show. Uh, I couldn't have said it better myself. I definitely agree, and um, obviously we're going to have many many shows between now and BACON 2016 to talk about it. And I, I will say this, um, you know, once again, whether, whether you, whether you love them, whether you hate them, whether you, you know, just, uh, politely support them, politely don't support them. I, I think fun pub has a very tall order every year to pull off a good show. And they have a very demanding fandom as the fandom should be right and um, I think more often than not, in more ways than not, uh, they do put on a good show almost every year. So all I'm wishing for, again, is for Fun Pub to have good luck and good fortune in delivering what they want to deliver to us on time. And I'm wishing all the fans who want to enjoy it um, to enjoy it, to, to, you know, the point is for everybody to have a good time. So uh, everybody keep that in mind, I would say. Yeah, if if we can sort of tone back the negativity surrounding this event, uh, it'd be nice for everybody involved. Mm-hmm. Indeed, indeed. So, Don, thank you for for joining me uh, unexpectedly to talk about the unexpected Botcon news. I always appreciate it. Not a problem. Always glad to. Uh, yeah, do by that. Always glad to sit in with you, John. And uh, on that note, I think we're both out of gas. So, guys, uh, before we go, I do want to remind you that this show, just like every show at tfradio.net, is sponsored by you. That is, if you go to tfradio.net and you click the Amazon link, um, all you have to do, click that link. Then do your shopping as normal. Don't buy anything extra. Don't do anything different. But when you check out, some nickels and dimes go into Brian Kilby's pockets. He uses them to keep the lights on and keep the shows going and flowing for free. We appreciate that. I know you appreciate that. And we wouldn't be here without your love and listenership. So go to tfradio.net, click the Amazon link, and we thank you for your support. So for Don, this is John. We will see you on the next RFC Minicast. Thank you, everybody. Music provided by bensound.com.